Hey everyone, this is Jason. I just wanted to come on and give you some fresh content, some new updates on what's going on with me and uh, some things that are happening in my life right now. Um, I hope that you're doing well. I know that this COVID-19 pandemic can be terrifying. I know it could be anxious, a time of anxiety and just nerve wracking, right? Uh, so many folks struggling with depression, anxiety, and really just wanting to get out of the house. Um, we got four kids at home and uh, school has been out for a while. And so it's been hard for me to find quiet moments to record new episodes of the podcast. We do have some new ones on the way for you. and uh, But I thought I'd just go ahead and create one just by myself today. We're going to put this video on Patreon for our supporters there and release the audio to subscribers, uh, just kind of get you up to date with what's going on with me and some things that are happening in my life. First of all, I want to mention that I had the opportunity to be on Todd Vick's excellent podcast, the Reconstruction Rebel podcast. I was on the very first episode uh, last week, and this week I got to be on Eric Nevin's incredible podcast called Halfway There. I'm going to put links to those two episodes in the show notes of this episode. And I hope you'll check those out uh, if you're not completely tired of me and my story at this point, which I would certainly understand if you are. Also, Nomad 2020 is coming up. It's a virtual conference for those of us who are navigating the difficult journey of spiritual evolution. Those who may be on the deconstruction, reconstruction journey, maybe you just started questioning things that you thought you would always believe, and it's pushed you to the outside of the tradition, the religious faith tradition that you grew up with. And so you kind of feel like you're out there all alone and wondering what happens next. This virtual conference is for you. This is the brainchild of Carl Forehand, but he's brought a lot of really excellent presenters to join him with this conference, and I'm excited to be a one part of it. Keith Giles is involved, Kyle Butler, Derek Day, Bill Thrasher, Katie Valentine, PK Langley, Carl and Laura Forehand, Todd Vick, Cody and Elaine Johnston, and myself. Uh, I'm looking forward to kicking off the very first session which will be Friday night, June the 5th. The conference goes from June 5th to the 7th. Now, you may have plans. You may not be able to give your entire weekend to a conference right now with all that's going on. And that's okay because it's a virtual conference. So you can watch live what you can, but you'll have access to the videos of all the sessions for 30 days after the conference has completed. So the scheduled dates are June 5th through 7th, but you'll have access to the sessions if you register through 30 days after the conference has ended. So I'm really looking forward to Nomad 2020. I hope you'll be a part of it. We're putting a registration link in the show notes for this episode. I'd love to see all of you there. I'm going to be doing that opening session. I'll be tag teaming with Carl Forehand on the last session on Sunday, and then I'll be hosting a roundtable, and then I'll be a guest on a couple of other roundtables. So it's going to be a really busy weekend, and I would love to see you at Nomad 2020. There is special early bird pricing that will expire uh, here in the next few days. So when you hear this message, go ahead and click that link in the show notes to register if you'd like to be a part 
of Nomad 2020, and I hope you will. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're healthy. I hope the people you care about are healthy. Uh, I think it's such a devastating, sad season that our country is going through, and we're so divided in so many ways, and people are dying. I I talked to uh, an upcoming podcast guest today who has lost two members of his own family, and one of his good friends passed away just this week from the virus. Um, It's not a hoax. It's not some government lie. Bill Gates didn't come up with this in a lab and turn it loose through 5G towers. Don't, Don't chase after those conspiracy theories. Just take care of the least among us. The least of these, as Jesus in the Gospels referred to them. When you're making plans to leave your house and go be around other people, just consider the fact that it's impossible it's entirely possible to carry this virus and not have any symptoms therefore you could be giving it to someone else so uh, I, I just encourage you to to wear the mask do the social distancing i understand that uh, that may not make a whole lot of impact on who gets it and who doesn't but every little thing that we can do if it just keeps one person from getting the virus it would be worth it so hopefully this will all move on and and uh, dissipate soon. But until it does, let's just consider the weakest among us, okay? I wanted to talk to you today about something that happened to me this past weekend that was really impactful to me, and I think it will uh, help some of you as well. I have struggled my entire life with insecurity. You don't have to listen to me very long before you'll hear hear some self-deprecating remark. That's not just me being funny. Uh, I really do have that as a struggle. And so um, a friend of mine, Carl Forehand, noticed that. He's noticed that and a lot of other things, I'm sure. We've been friends for a while now. And uh, he invited me to join him for what he calls a focusing session, contemplative focusing session. And so we got together this past Sunday, and he talked me through this little process. And and it was really helpful to me, and I I think it might be to you as well. So I want to encourage you. If you've got some long-standing issue in your life that you want to seek healing for, to reach out to Carl and Laura, and I'll, I'll include their information in the show notes of this episode as well. They're willing to do these focusing sessions as their schedule permits to help people handle the issues of life, things that maybe have festered for a long time and you'd like to see healed. Um, and I think it'll be really helpful for you to do that. They're just wonderful people who have a heart Uh, for people who are hurting to be healed. And so I want to encourage you to reach out to them after you listen to this story. So Carl and I were talking, and and he just asked me to to talk about something that was on my mind, something I was feeling in that moment. And I told he said, could you come up with one word of what you're feeling at this moment? And I said, disappointing. That's really a feeling that I've had most of my life since childhood. And being disappointed, not being disappointed in others, but being a disappointment to others. And he he wanted me to explore that a little bit. And so he asked me, you know, can you think of the first time that you felt that way? And and I went back 20 years, probably not far enough there, but um, I went back 20 years. I remember uh, resigning from my first staff position at a big established church. 
And when I resigned and the pastor got up to tell the congregation that I was resigning as the associate pastor of the church, minister of students and evangelism. And, and he made the statement that I was, that they were going to be seeing me on television programs and magazine covers and that I'd be speaking at major conferences in the years to come. And so they were not hearing the last from me. Now I'm sure that he meant that as a compliment, but to me that just sounded like work. And, and I remember thinking while trying to smile as he's uttering those words, how am I ever going to live up to that? So I, I told Carl about that memory and he said, well, you know, these things usually start in childhood. So can you think of a time before that? And it brought a memory to my mind that I had not thought of in many, many years. I was on a soccer team. Now I was never a great soccer player. You can uh, probably imagine that I am not a superstar athlete and never have been. But I enjoyed playing soccer for a couple of years when I was a kid. My best friend was the star player on the team. His dad was our coach. And he very kindly always made sure that I was on his team because he wanted me and my best friend, his son, to be able to hang out and play soccer and enjoy that together. But I wasn't somebody who played a lot. I wasn't somebody who ever scored a goal. I wasn't somebody who ever had a big play. And so I didn't get a lot of playing time. He'd put me in every game so I could say that I played. But uh, I was not uh, impressive on the soccer field. Well, one day my best friend got hurt. And so our star player was out. It was a very close game. And we needed a goal in order to win the game. And I guess because his son was hurt, not seriously injured, but out for that game, um, and and the clock was ticking, our coach put me in our star player's position. And I just thought to myself, I am going to make the most of this opportunity. And I charged down that field with the ball, and I got in a position, and I kicked a goal. And if that goal would have scored, if it would have gotten past that goalie, I would have been the hero. And I could see it all coming together in my mind, and I kicked that ball with all that I had, and the goalie popped right in front of it. I mean, I basically kicked it right at him, and he blocked the goal. And uh, and we didn't win the game. And after the game, the coach came to me and again, I'm sure with good intentions, trying to encourage me, said, if you would have made that goal, I would have run out on the field and hugged you. I would have been so excited that you made that goal. And again, I'm sure he had great intentions. But he never ran on the field to hug me. And I never scored a goal in my entire two, three-year soccer career. It never happened. I remember in that moment feeling so disappointing, feeling like I had let him down, let my team down, let my parents down who were there to watch. I remember feeling like a disappointment. And that feeling has stuck with me, I would say, almost every single moment of my life since that day. So on Sunday, when I'm having this focusing session with Carl, I'm telling him this story, and he he asks me, he takes me through a lot of little things to try to help me get a mental image of it. He's asking me where I feel this in my body, and I tell him I feel, feel it in my heart, this pressure, this disappointing feeling. I feel it right here in my heart. And um, he, he asks me to, 
to do a couple of things. And then he says, you know, if you could sit with that little boy um, and, and just feel compassion for him. If you could just feel compassion for that little kid, it might be good for you. And so in my mind, now this is all internal. I didn't see a vision. I didn't have a dream. It, I, I didn't, I'm not like seeing images. I'm not hallucinating or anything like that. But just internally, there's this, uh, this little nine-year-old me after that game. And I walk over to him and I put my arm around him and, and he's crying really hard. And, and Carl asked me, what, what, do you, what would you say to him? I told him, I'd say to him what I've been saying to so many people in ministry for the last 20 years. It's okay. You don't have to score the goal to be valuable. You're loved just like you are. You don't have to be impressive. You don't have to earn approval or acceptance. You're loved just because you're you, and you don't have to be anything other than who you are to be worthy of love. The reality is, for me, those words, after 20 years in ministry, are way easier to say than they are to believe. I can say it to you and believe it for you, but I have trouble believing it for me. Maybe you do too. But just in, in my mind, I'm, I'm able to sit with this little nine-year-old version of me and put my arm around him and just say, you don't have to be impressive. You don't have to score the goal. You don't have to get the win. You don't have to be the hero to be worthy of love. And he cried and he cried and then he stopped and then he hugged me back finally after several minutes and just said, it's okay. And something happened inside of me and I, I can't really explain it. I don't understand the science or even the, you know, the emotion of all of it, but something happened and something felt like it healed. And, and I'm sure that this is a long process that I will uh, be undergoing for probably the rest of my life. But isn't it something how one moment of our lives can set us up for a lifetime of insecurity? So I just wanted to get together with you today very quickly to say this, you are loved, you are accepted, you are valuable, just like you are. If you never gain any weight, if you never lose any weight, if you never get any taller, if you never get any healthier, if you never get in better shape, if you never eat right, if you never make a lot of money, if you never uh, get the podcast started, if you never write the book, if you never preach the sermon, if you never do anything that has people cheering for you, you're enough just like you are. You're loved, you're valuable, and you're worthy of love. And so I just want to encourage you today to allow those wounds that we've carried probably since childhood to be healed. And if somebody like Carl and Laura can help you with that, reach out to them. Get the help that you need. If you need to see a counselor, 
make an appointment with the counselor. You may have to do it virtually right now during the pandemic, but it's worth having a virtual session if that's what you need. If you need medication, don't put it off another day. If you need help, get help. If you need healing, get healing. If you need to talk, if you have those experiences like I had as a child, those things need to come out. They need to get healed. Those wounds to those inner children inside of us, when they get healed, they allow us to grow. Maybe you feel stuck. Well, maybe you're stuck in your woundedness. So I encourage you to find healing. I encourage you to believe that you're worthy of love, that you're worthy of healing, that you deserve a good life. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So often, bad theology has us thinking that we have the life we deserve, right? All these struggles in our life, it's our own fault. We made these bad decisions and we're just living with the consequences. I understand that we do make bad decisions and I understand there are consequences for our actions. But, you know, God doesn't want you to live with that for the rest of your life. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be able to move on. He wants you to grow. He wants you to flourish. And I hope you will. I'm going to put Carl and Laura's contact information in the show notes so you can reach out to them. Um, If they can't help you, they can refer you to someone who can. Uh, If you don't hear back from anybody that you reach out to in the show notes, just let me know and I'll do my best to put you in touch. I just wanted to tell you that you're enough, that you're loved, and you're treasured. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I've got a fresh episode coming with Kyle Butler in the next few days. He's the most encouraging person on social media. I can't wait for you to hear it. And other great episodes coming up soon, too. Thanks for watching so much. Have a great day.